Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. I wish folks on some level could just, we could sell the show before the show. I think we could. Uh, we discussed a myriad of topics. Uh, best audio performance from the 1990s. We discussed greatest Christmas crooner, which is Neil Diamond, I think. No, it's Neil Diamond. It's not I think. It's it's Neil Diamond coming yeah. to America. By the way, I recommend highly uh, the cover band. Now, Neil Diamond doesn't tour anymore, unfortunately, Neil Diamond. I'm a big fan as uh, Parkinson's. Okay, so sad, a little sad note. I didn't right? know that. Oh, yeah, like a little sad note. I was starting the show on a down note right now. He, he got diagnosed in, I believe, 2018, 2019, and he stopped touring immediately. But high note, you can go see Surreal Neil, the Neil Diamond cover band, anywhere in the country. <laughs> I saw good. them in San, Di- San Diego. Stay classic. And so I saw them in San Diego. And I highly recommend Surreal Neil. Surreal Neil. Yeah. And if you really want to feel motivated, like you want to feel good about yourself this weekend, whenever you're listening to this, just Google come to America. It's just America, right? From the greatest movie ever made, The Jazz Singer. The Jazz Singer. The Jazz Singer, starring Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Yeah. Is Neil Diamond the greatest artist ever? I mean, clearly better than Kiss because he can sing. (laughs) So anyway, as we... uh, as we make a sojourn here into uh, market excellence, which we do every week. Look, you're going to get a lot of Danny this weekend, uh, stock nerds and market lovers, and that's not a bad thing. So I made the mistake of talking with Danny, which I try not to do. I just try to text him, and I particularly try not to talk to Danny on Fridays when we tape the show because I don't want to give up. I don't want to lose the spontaneity of Danny. That's that's the honest to God's truth. That's not me joking. Like I want. Danny's reactions would be uh, just right off the top. Genuine. Genuine, yeah. Right. And, and, but today was a different day. And because uh, we had, I wanted to talk to him about a couple of things, he goes, well, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, oh, he's got me cornered. Like, hey, what are your topics? And so, uh, all right, we'll do it. But which led to some further uh, enhancements of said topics. And all of this matters. Like all, I'm going to give up the, uh, I'm going to give up the uh, punchline here at the beginning so we can get to the end, okay? Okay. All of this will lead you to be to want to be underinvested in one particular area if you understand this facet of economics. But before we do that, there's two things I want to cover. I, I've talked about ad nauseum, uh, this tick trade. And I want to show you something. And it's a little hard to pick up uh, when it's esoteric and I'm just talking about it. But it, it happened again on Wednesday. 
And a, a lot of people are that listen to the videos, um, and they operate. And quite frankly, a number of them are an IPO club. And so, by the way, if you want to find IPO club, just email me uh, or Tim at Find me on Twitter at TJ Razor, and I'll introduce you to the good folks. They're just like you. They're stock nerds that listen to our content. This is where the idea of more Danny came from, by the way. It was from a mouth. More I'm not Danny. Ma- I'm not me. Ma- yeah, more Danny. We want MD. I'm sorry, MD, MD 2020, because that's Mad Dog 2020, and that is not a good liquor. No, more Danny. MD stands for more Danny. We need, I need more Danny. <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I'll go get you more Danny. You don't have to yell, which you can't even tell if they're yelling on Twitter. We're going to, I know, I know, you need a voicemail inbox set up so we can start playing these folks on the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The they impressions want, are good. They want, I gotta, it's, it's something Danny's wife doesn't even want more of, because Danny, self-proclaimed best driver in his family. And by the way, offends AK when she's on the speakerphone. And so, because <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. wow, oh, wow. What's, Don't get what's him going on over here. I always oh. wants more Danny. It's a smear campaign. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've taken a poll. It's like trying to count four to five women want less Danny. All right. Oh, yeah. more Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. No, no, they want less Danny. All right. Well, we're talking about tick trades. This has gone, this has gone off. Yeah, you said tick trades. Let's just clear it up for the odd tick. Tick. Tick trade, meaning minutes trade. Tick. Uber short term. So um, the tick trade is, it's the tick fade, right? And it works, it works like when you shoot up like over a thousand ticks, but when you open up really low, like you did on Wednesday at 1481, hell and damnation going to rain down on markets. Look at this down here at the bottom of your chart. You got a gap down on Wednesday morning. We're going to hell and damnation. And I want to tell you, stock and market lovers, like nine out of 10 times, what you want to do is take the opposite side of that trade. It's not an all day affair thing, right? It, it doesn't have to work, but time immemorial, like more times than not, that's why I keep talking about it. It, it can produce results for you if you just happen to be stumbling around the markets at the open. So look at this, Danny. We go to 1481. Markets are going to fall apart. And then uh, I want you to notice what happens for the ticks. They, they get a little relief. They hit 1,000 again, and then you get some more relief. Now, I want to point out what happens at the bottom of your chart. This is the SPX. And so the SPX gaps down, opens lower, goes down to a low of 4304, close enough for government work to 40, uh, 4300. Okay? But then look at what you do from 4300, you go all the way up to uh, 4329. That's a big move, S&P wise. Mm-hmm. You can trade that move. If you have cash. <laughs> you have to have cash. I mean, if you're pre, if you're fully invested, you, you're. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, like, isn't that a prerequisite of all markets? Well, well, no, no. What I'm saying is, you got to be prepositioned. <laughs> I got out. What, 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 what I mean is, you got to be prepositioned with yes. a chunk of cash yes. to be able to push the cash to work. Alex, I can't see any of you, but man, you're you're out. You're. Huge. Conversely, yeah. if you've got a massive, huge yes. gap up with ticks, if you're invested, you can pull some off. that. But if you're all in cash, you can't fade that. And someone might say, well, Tim, why would you just trade the S&Ps for like 20, 25 points? Because if you buy some, uh, that's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you could buy some, what I would refer to as zero dated call options, right? Because Wednesday's an expiration day mm-hmm. for SPX. Yeah. So it was Monday. So it was Friday. You just take a shot on one or two uh, out, you know, at the money, maybe slightly out of the money, zero dated call options. Well, let me tell you something. 
Now you got your I, You know, I'd almost take, the, I would take, I like the idea of the call options, yeah. but I actually may go out just a little bit further go to find so it. that I don't have to be, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about a couple of weeks or even a month just to give you more time there's to be no, right. No, but there's no reason, because you're not holding this. Yeah, yeah, you're this talking trade, about a short-term trade. This I got trade it. literally lasted like 20 minutes. Right, right, and right. so there's no, I don't think, to Danny's point, I don't think there's a reason to pay for that kind of premium. You could go out the Friday, because if the trade, like if the market just started running, you could then hold that trade Thursday, you know. But this trade works so well. And the markets since the end of September has given you this opportunity mm -hmm. like this kind of volatility. So I've got that for you. So we just. Before the show, we yeah. were actually talking about using weekly charts. Yeah. When you're talking about long, yeah. long term, you're trying to hold something for longer. So you really yeah. got to you got to define yeah. your time frame to, to know which what what tool you want to use. Right. OK, so there's that. But then I've got even bigger news. So tick trade is right there. I wanted to get it right at the top of the show. Uh, show note, uh, Mr. Zach. Uh, tick. Uh, we need to use some like truth and title in here. Money making trade, like like like. Yeah, all right. Something, something that gets people excited about this because what happens is there's a bigger news, more Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The bigger obviously. news is more Danny. Yes. Thirty <laughs> percent more Danny in this show. Yeah. Hold on, Danny. Hold on to your bridges. Now with 40% more Danny. Oh, my gosh. Can we get that into the show description as well now yes. with 40% MD? Yeah. Okay. So here we go, Danny. There's big news out. There's a new restaurant. Oh, uh, Hunter. 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 What? What? Hunter, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Speak to me. Um, <laughs> Hunter, come back. Yes. So look. Hunter, part. come back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Boy, now I got to tell you what. According to a study uh, sanctioned by me, mommy, nine out of ten women like like more hunter. They want more hunter. That, <laughs> what are these nine out of ten, four out of ten women polls you have, like just ready to go? <laughs> I just got it ready to go. Okay, Hunter, made up. I've yeah. got. I want to know your points on Chipotle. Like your point total. I got mm. twenty. What I got? Twenty six eighty one. Whoa! Is that your what Chipotle app? Yeah, you got two thousand eight hundred sixty one points. Yeah. On the Chipotle app? Chipotle app. Listen, I'm me, checking right now. That, that means, that means, that means <laughs> Tim's gained 15 pounds off the bottom of okay. his, of his, right. of his, um, um, uh, what's that diet you're on? The, the, keto. Uh, the ke oh, keto. No, no, no. Keto no. hurt. Uh, hurt feelings. All right. So uh, let's, yeah. let's just cover that. One, hurt. Yeah. Uh, two, I do the salad. I don't do uh, beans. I don't do rice. First, Chipotle is great for keto. Yeah. I, I did keto for like a year. Yeah. Chipotle is perfect for Secondly, if you don't have the app, how, how do those put a dollar a point? No clue. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. When you go there as much as Tim, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter what I don't even know if it's like half a point a dollar. Yeah. They could, he's got his own table in the corner. They, they right. could be shorting me points and I wouldn't know. What I'm saying is though, they have gamified it. They and, sure have. And let me tell you something. They dropped something, they slipped into my DMs. They slipped in, like, you know, you slip into my DMs there. Oh yeah. oh yeah, come on, slip into my DMs. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, and so old Chipotle slips into my DMs and says, Hey, by the way, Tim, we've uh doubled your points for the next week. If you just go one time per week for the next four weeks, you come on over to our little restaurant, we're gonna give you five hundred more points. I'm Wow. Like look at this, you know where I'm going today. You gotta get the high score. I mean, this is exactly what I'm saying. What's your points, Hunter? How many points you got? I'm I'm trying to find it. I've actually got two Chipotle accounts here. Um, oh good lord! I don't. I oh don't my gosh! Double tipping. Hunter may be showing up, Tim. Man. I know he's got. I, I think Hunter's got. Here's my prediction. He's got. He's got. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a in, in, for his dog. In total, Hunter has thirteen thousand seven hundred and thirty-eight points. All that right. is my thirteen k. Thirteen k. That's what I'm thinking for Hunter. So, you're, but anyway, you're way off. 
What do you does got? It, so does it reset once you use your free? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It takes yeah. them out. You got to use them. Got to use. Okay, okay. Because I was, I'm looking at these, and I've got like 421 and 130, but I'm no, I know I've gotten a, a number of free bowls. Yeah, like uh, every, uh, free bowls are like basically them. when you get a thousand. Yeah, you right? get free. Yeah, you can get merch. Bowl. You get merch. You get t-shirts. I do so. have. I've got. I've got two free guacs on both of my accounts. Yep, like they 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 call that uh, you you when you uh, hit a certain level, like a high score at a pinball game. Pinball Wizard, great song great by the song. Who. Oh, great song. Um, when you hit high score there, what they do is they enable guac. What? Guac mode. That's right, guac mode. That's true. Yeah, how would you that. want what? a t-shirt? <laughs> now, here's yeah. the thing. Wouldn't you want to walk around with Chipotle branding, Tim? What, uh, Danny, not going to lie to you. I was yeah. doing some IHOP research. Because, oh, really? you know, because we do that in my house. Okay. Uh, and you can get a hat that says pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. And I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of want that hat. <laughs> so here's the thing. Didn't Elton John also sing Pinball Wizard? I know it was by The Who. Oh. But he did a version. Is there I a think, cover of it? I think he did a version. I think. There's a pinball song by Elton John. Oh, my gosh. Pinball there, Wizard. There is pinball a. Wizard. Have you heard the song, Royals? We could be royals. Yeah, Roy okay, there's a version of that song sung by a clown that is absolutely delightful. Google it uh, while we're on the show. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like a tall clown. You know what? I can't direct. I, I no. wish I, if I don't yeah. have it up, I keep can't. Keep going. Try. Keep going. Right. Okay. Chipotle points. Let's get back but, on no, track. No, no. But I hop. Focus, Tim. Blinders. <laughs> hold Blinders. On, hold on. I we hop. got an hour for the show today. I hop is open to new restaurant. Really? It's called Flipped. Flipped? Flipped. And we need to talk about this. I would go to Flipped. So Flipped needs to give me an app that gamifies eggs. and, and <laughs> Flipped. So like an upgraded pancake. Yeah. I, well, what it is is they're they're going to a breakfast Chipotle. It's it, yeah, because they're doing good. They're going to do um, look at these sandwiches. They look good. I don't eat bread. I'm like Tom Brady in that regard, except more handsome. Oh, uh, it's it's quick counter service. Yeah, it's like, like a Dunkin' Donuts but for IHOP. And, and you can eat there. Uh, and oh, do I not? I don't have the sandwiches here. They don't show them. You can dine in. Oh yeah, I'm going to show you the same. They got some coffee drinks. I only do black Lift. coffee. Oh, uh, it's got like a cute bubbly font for the oh that's look at sweet. these sandwiches, at right? Yeah. Like I would do those sandwiches. Take the take the it's for the younger generation. It's it for, sure is. No, yes. this yeah, is for me. <laughs> Eggs and bacon are for me. Yeah, um, but you're a kid. Pretty hard to see. You're a big kid. Look at those bowls. Pancakes and bowls. <sighs> Pancakes to go? It's literally the same bowl Chipotle uses. All right, listen. Some keto diet. <laughs> I'm not doing the pancakes. Stop judging me, handsome Alex. God, you thin people with biceps. Judge us fatties. Stop it. You're body shaming. That's why Facebook is down. I got a question about Chipotle. What's up with the uh, outside in the parking lots? There's always a burrito loading zone. What is that? It's for to-go, uh, I think. It's for to-go orders, man. The pickup area. Oh, I usually just park there because it's, it's open. So. That's because you're a body shamer. Because you're getting a burrito loaded. <laughs> yeah. You'll exactly. be there getting one. Yeah, you're there. You don't park in the handicap too, do you, Alex? Absolutely oh, yeah. not. Actually, I actually really don't like that. So that here, knowledge. that's not funny. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now, now I'm going to transition. So, uh, jobs report came out. Okay. Now, everything I'm, I'm about to talk about with Danny is abs absolutely has an effect on stocks. So people might say, "What what economics have effect on stocks?" I'll just watch the chart. There's a reason why, in my opinion, and I reserve the right to be wrong the time Dan. it's reserved just like burrito loading zone yeah, yeah, that yeah, parking yeah. spot next to it says tim could be wrong and, you, and you need to and yeah you need to. that you rarely find someone who's good at economics and stocks 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That like like uh, who's the guy? Who Hans more Danny. Yes, Hans <laughs> MD. Yes. Who who looks like the number two pencil? Is it Mark Zandy uh, do, or is it the guy from Chicago Blue School of Business? I don't think it's Mark Zandy. It's um who's the guy who teach? He was on Obama's team, uh, and now he teaches Austin Goolsby. Austin Goolsby looks like the top it. of a number two pencil. Uh, like if you envision what a number two pencil would look like come to life, it's Austin Goolsby. So. Um, Austin Goolsby probably couldn't pick a stock out on the side of a barn if he saw it, right? But he can tell you about some economics, okay? And probably on the wrong side of the economics. But what I'm gonna what I'm gonna explain to you, what I'm gonna discuss with Daniel, is that um, you like there's a reason why when you understand what we're about to talk about, why future earnings of certain types of companies might be worth less. And the market is go- the stock market. The people that participate in the market of stocks, they're going to discount those types of companies, okay? Mm-hmm. If what we discuss is coming to fruition, and, and I believe it is, it's been coming to fruition. How do they discount those, Tim? They take them down in price, okay? So you would want to be careful to overweight a portfolio full of these types of companies. But I first need to set the stage, okay? Jobs report comes out. And by the way, everything I'm discussing right here on this week's show notes, you can find the show notes on the Rebrew website. Uh, if you watch the video podcast, you can find them on our YouTube channel. Alex, tell them what they're going to win if they go to Revere Assets YouTube channel. Oh, you're going to catch our daily, uh, daily videos. We put out daily market insight videos every day. I've been a little bit delayed. I was in a process of a move and I had some issues with the new house. So I was going to put one out last night, uh, a bonus stock video, but that's going to be delayed. But what do they have to do for YouTube? Alex? Sweet baby Jesus, you just told us you can't poop at your house, but you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't tell me how to subscribe, rate, and you subscribe. What is it? Subscribe, <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Yeah. Like, share, and subscribe. That's all I need you to do, man. <laughs> I can't go to the bathroom at my house, Tim. Oh By the way, you guys here until twelve thirty last night, jetting the sewer line. So you had you had time to call me Tubby, but not tell me how to rate, like, and subscribe. Did I do that right? Is that what you do? Like, yeah, so there's a big yeah. red box subscribe button. Press that. There's also a bell notification you can put on there your you phone go. so it alerts you. It's there you go. Time we have a video. There you go. Thoughts and prayers to Alex. Um, <laughs> he's going through it. Hey, that big, that big move, man. It's hard. Look, look, your life is hard. You got to find ways to find laughter in, uh, in yeah. some, some of the hard times. Um, so here we go. Jobs decline, right? That's going to get... That's, I got to look at my notes here because I want to make sure I present Big this. jobs miss. They, yeah, but I don't – but that's not um, so much of the story, okay? I, it, it's a part of the story, but it's not the whole story. All these notes are within this, but what we need to pay attention to, instead of just talking about it, I want to bring you here to this part of the jobs report right in here. It's earnings, Okay. So look at this, Daniel. Uh, non-farm private earnings are up to their average $30.85 in September, following large increases for five months. The September average, hour, average hourly earnings uh, for non-supervisory employees are up to $26.15. More hours worked at $40.05. That's great. I'm pro-worker. This is all fantastic. But we bring people a podcast weekly about the stock market. This right here is not good for stocks, okay? Because it's not good for certain stocks because this is not transitory. Once you raise someone's wages to compete, to get, to get people to help you grow your business or maintain your business, <laughs> right. 
you're you're not going to be able to decrease their pay unless a major recession comes along, right? Like we're a COVID event where we ask people to take pay cuts because we don't know the future, which has happened, which happened at a lot of companies. This this pay or this, people start losing jobs, big right, jobs right, yes, miss. Yeah, yeah. This 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 increase in wages is absolutely inflation. Okay, and I want to talk about that with you. But I really think what and and it's, and it has an effect. This type of inflation has an effect here on the TNX. Oops, TNX. Okay, the TNX on a. Let me get this off a two-hour chart. The TNX has eclipsed the levels of September 28th, okay, which was then a recent high. Ten-year Treasury yep. rate, the rate. interest rate. I believe, and I've said this for a while, you're going up to one seven. I don't think the market can sustain the move up to one seven, and it's because rates are going up, not because of uh, Fed raising rates. They're going up because of a couple things happening in the market that have to do with the dollar, okay. And a couple of other things. And I want Danny, people want more Danny and they want you in here. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you to opine on these things. Okay. So I want to talk about the dollar right, right here. Well, hold on a second. But I should, I should back up. When I say rates aren't going up because of the Fed, what are they going up for? Why are rates going up if the Fed's not doing it? Address that. Well, well that's... Oh, 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 by the way, let me, I'm sorry. The reason why I said that... Just to circle back here, most people can't put together economic events with the stock market. This is one of the rare times. Like sometimes growth stocks are just going. They're just, as Danny would say, they're going and blowing, and you want to be a part of the ride. There's a time where economics have an effect on markets in a certain group of stocks. The companies that can't pass on these cost increases. This has to do with future earnings and the devaluation of future earnings. And if you understand, they don't teach this anymore. You have to hear it. You have to absorb it. You have to read it because they're not going to teach you this unless you're, you're trying to pay attention to different sources and you can put it together. That's why Mark, Sandy, do and um, the eraser, um, <laughs> whose name I, Austin Goolsby. 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 Uh, that's why they, don't, they, don't, they can't combine it and they have to bring other people in to kind of make, make sense of it. We can do it all here in shop. That's why we're popular. So, Daniel, why are rates going higher without the Fed? Well, so the Fed, when they tighten, that will raise rates. Right now, they're really not tightening. They talked about tapering in the future, which mm -hmm. is going to be really hard for them. I don't think it will happen. But right now, it's really the market supply and demand. It's, it's basically people are worried because they're starting to pass or talking about passing this big budget. Mm -hmm. uh, they increased the debt ceiling temporarily. They're spending more money. So rates are starting to creep up. Inflation is causing rates to creep up because you've got to cover the cost of inflation, if if it, or inflation is 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 bad for bonds, it causes well, inflation causes rates to rise and bond prices to fall. So that's one reason the Fed now is kind of backed themselves into a corner because it's going to be really hard for the Fed to actually raise rates without hitting hit, you know making causing a recession, killing the economy, and so if they keep rates low on their own. Then you're going to have inflation. So now, which which way is it going to happen? Well, it's starting to cause it. There's a whole bunch of economic problems, factors that are causing this inflation. Uh, now, supply demand issue. There's a bottleneck in the supply chain. That's not technically inflation, but it has the same effect. 
the money supply is very flush. There's a lot of money sloshing around there. And Congress is talking about spending more. And they're increasing the debt ceiling. Okay, so you now are having rates rise on their own accord. It's not the Fed. Now, okay, let me pause you right there. So um, let me just show people what kind of the problem is uh, factually, then we'll continue the discussion. uh, So this is um, this is uh, this was August. So it came out September 14th. This is the August read on inflation, Mm -hmm. 5.3%. That's an annualized rate. Annualized rate. If you go back to this, the um, employment data mm-hmm. and wages, mm-hmm. wages had that big move of 0.6. But month wa- over month. Month it, over month. Right. But wages have only risen. Wages have only risen 4.6%. Meaning you're losing purchasing power. This, you're taking a pay yeah. cut by 0.2%. And so, but here's the other oh, thing. One second. And so the point to, to, to think about is, which way do people think inflation is going to go with crude oil? Let me show you this chart. See, we're going to tie it all together here, stock notes, step by step. Crude oil making, I mean, is this a, Don, is this like a two-year high on crude or five-year high on crude? Let's go back. This is a high. Yeah. It's pretty big. This high in crude oil hasn't been seen since 2018. Natural gas. We'll keep it on a weekly chart. Well, let's just keep it real simple. All the futures are going up. Yeah. Uh, energy, food cost, you know, and by the way, a lot of those CPI numbers, consumer price index numbers are ex food and energy, mm-hmm. which is one of the main things you spend money on as a consumer. So, yeah. but, but let's talk about 0.6 was month over month. Right. So five point, whatever was the annualized rate. So that's, so if you divide 0.6 divided by that five point, whatever, it's showing you the rate of increase, how much. So the rate of inflation is starting to accelerate because if you multiply eleven yeah, percent, yeah. So if yeah, if you multiply point six by twelve, mm-hmm. that's the current kind of annualized. You're really starting to heat things up, and you're starting to. So if the and here's the other problem: inflation can have a self fulfilling prophecy because in the seventies, in the late seventies. When, when retailers or, or even businesses, if they would buy product and sell it for a profit margin, then next month prices raised, they had to go spend more money. They had to go buy inventory to higher cost. They actually made more money on the books, I mean, on, on a balance sheet by just buying and holding their inventory. So people would and consumers would think, man, prices are going to be cheaper next month than this month. I'm going to go out and buy stuff now. I'm going to buy my stuff forward. And that makes prices rise. So it has a self-fulfilling prophecy. We know we've heard the story about the supply chain with Christmas, and there may not be enough stuff to go around. So, hey, you ought to do your Christmas shopping early. That's also going to cause prices to get bid up. So you've got a perfect storm brewing with inflation. Now, there are certain types of stocks that can pass that along, energy, commodity stocks, whatever. Tech stocks will get hurt more than other other stocks. Let me pause you just right there. Because I've got a thought on okay. that, that um, I, I want to make sure that it's really abundantly. That's all. Okay. Um, if you shop at Amazon, okay, uh, you can delay like whatever you're going to purchase. You can you can decrease the whatever you're going to purchase. Like, the volume. Yeah, you were going to spend a thousand dollars, now you can spend five hundred. 
You spend right. $100 in smoothie. Right. But if and you get, it's discretionary. <clears throat> you may not need it. Exactly. You need oil. You yeah. need to buy gas to drive. And if you're going to your job. Yes, exactly. If you're going to go to work, that 50 cent, dollar fifty. Dollar uh, fifty increase in petrol and gasoline. You got to get to work, right. so your earnings are going. They're not going as far. So what you're earning isn't being stretched as far. And then you take this 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 uh, increase in food prices. I've specifically pulled the CPI. So you got to buy food. Yes. You got to buy gas. Yep. You got to buy drugs. Yep. And the this is what you at, at home. What Danny just said there is so important. So, and it's not understood. Like Amazon is a, when I say great company, I, ethically, I don't know. I don't want to comment on that, but they're selling a lot of goods. Right. They're moving a you lot. You got to separate a good company from a good stock. Right. And Wall Street and Main Street. And when you see the deterioration on a chart, now you can tie this together. Like, like a lot of people that, and, and this is, the, this is um, these are very esoteric concepts and what we're doing here for you is trying to make it simplistic so you can so you can understand it and then if you can understand it and then explain it to somebody else that whole circle of education and empowerment that we believe in here at revere uh continues on and so this is the thing instead of a lot of people will do this and and you'll see this on twitter like if somebody famous and the people argue stocks. I don't want to bring up specific people's names. People argue stocks. And like they'll argue, Amazon's a great company. Or uh, Google, everybody's using Google. Nobody doesn't not use Google. I get you. But they're, they're going down. Okay, so when they break trend, and they break like the, the 21 is the one I really focus in on, that's typically a shift in trend. And if they're doing that, and you have this other piece that we're discussing right now, you get an understanding of why and what it does. Now, here's the action part, because it's not just an esoteric nature that we need to talk about. It's the action part. You don't buy these stocks until they hit maybe a certain level, maybe a 40-week or, or a 200-day, right? Like, or, or you just stand clear until... Meaning they pull back enough to become cheap enough to make better value. Yeah. So, so yeah, let, 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 let me let me let me put this another way that, yeah. that that people may understand it, especially for people that are more longer term than we are, because we make adjustments quite frequently. But the CFA Institute did a, a long term study, like a forty year study, mm -hmm. and they took a baseline uh, portfolio. They took a portfolio of fifty percent stocks, fifty percent bonds. They used that total aggregate bond index. Uh, back then it was Lehman. Lehman's bankrupt now, but. Uh, in 2008, but but they took a 50, the aggregate bond index and the S&P 500, 50-50, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the baseline. And then they took a, then they carved out 20%, uh, 10% from each side. And so you had 40% stocks, 40% bonds, and then 20%, and one was real estate, right? One was 20% private equity, so 40-40 in private equity. And then one was hedge funds, and one was precious metals and commodities. And over that long, long time period, okay, the not only the best performing portfolio of, on total return, on highest return, but based on the Sharpe's ratio, which does return divided by risk. So it's basically, it's, it's a risk-adjusted return. What's the best value for your money? Was the precious metals portfolio and the commodities portfolio. And then second 
was real estate and private equity and hedge funds were way down the list. And that's because private equity and hedge funds, most of them are either based on either the bond market or the hedge fund bonds, uh, bond hedge fund or a stock hedge fund. And they were highly correlated stocks and bonds. So many five, 10 year periods, the stocks and bonds did great and the precious metals didn't do that well. But during the 70s, because 70s was included in there, when you had a high inflationary stagflation environment, stocks and bonds both got creamed with the exception of energy stocks and a few and some of the stocks you're talking about Tim. Yep. so so and, and and bonds inflation is like kryptonite to bonds so people that have a 60 40 you know balance fund could be setting up to get you know crucified coming up if this continues now now so the point being is if this scenario and and, and by the way I'm not a homer for gold or precious metals or commodities because during the 80s and 90s, during once we killed inflation by raising interest rates so high and you had dropping rates, they were a terrible investment for 20 years. But it's the, the time you really need them. Now, I'm not even suggesting you do the 40-40-20. The, the the All I'm saying is there's times to overweight in certain sectors and underweight in others and vice versa. Last year, it was all about growth stocks. All about growth stocks. This year, that that is is probably changing. It you know they've been very choppy and difficult, and going forward, that may continue to change. We'll see. So here, let me finish. No, no, okay. So 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 inflation, and it continuing, with rates rising a little bit, trying to kill it. Because remember, the Fed does not want rates to rise too high. It'll kill government Congress's aspirations, and then what's his name will be out of Jay Powell will be out of a job. So they'll try to put a tamper on it. On, on interest rates, which will hurt inflation, even make inflation go even higher. So if you have this inflationary cycle, that's going to be one port, one allocation you should have. However, on the flip side, if they're able to contain inflation, which is going to be very difficult, or they make rates drop, or quite frankly, Congress screws up so much that they cause a recession and they get people without a jobs, you could actually you know, have inflation subside just by going into a natural recession. And that's a different portfolio. That, that's, a, that's a bad, okay, so the one way to ease, ease inflation. Kill is, jobs. Yeah, kill jobs. And by the way, that jobs report missed yeah. by like 70%. It was a big miss, I was, but the room for error is pretty high too. It is, but here's the thing. I believe that this COVID excuse is getting, I, I could be wrong, Getting old? <laughs> I, well, I don't know about getting old. I just, it's immeasurable how many people are not, the workforce participate. the workforce participation rate is low. And uh, obviously because- You mean they've taken it down? It, no, it's down. Like it's just, it, it's, we want a higher participation rate yes. and, and it's not happening. And- What even, I'm saying is they adjust that. It used yeah, to yeah. be like 65, mm -hmm. 68, probably 60. I mean, un now. unemployment is under 5%. Like before, that used to be the the, the only way unemployment's under five percent is they shrunk the participation rate. I know I, the I, way I, they count, but that was that was the the Mendoza line for Jay Powell. I, I get it, I but get it. if but, you believe unemployment is under five percent, you don't understand economics or how they manipulate the numbers. I, I got Go you. Ahead. Okay, so the Fed raising rates can't fix, won't fix supply chain issues, won't fix. Oh, absolutely. The Fed raising rates. That won't fix, in particular, the what I believe is 
the biggest cause of this inflation, wages. And we've been talking about this for over, over half a year now, that the, the, the transitory nature of wages isn't transitory at all. You're not going to, you, once, once you start somebody at a salary or there, and if you took it away, they're going to go to the place that's offering them more. That, that, that's happened. And these are just wages. This does not include the cost of benefits. And those benefits don't just have to be health care. They could be education benefits. They could be uh, child care credits. They could be transportation. There's a lot that goes into a benefits package, not just health care. And that's an added expense. And, and you're seeing benefits extended um, everywhere from McDonald's, that didn't used to do this mm -hmm. subway you know individual subway franchisees uh and you're you know uh to to the normal ones they've increased them uh chipotle and, and starbucks uh, great payers um and in costco as well and so uh, what i want to talk about daniel is the natural titan i mentioned this on thursday night's video which you can find on our youtube channel to search revere asset youtube on youtube or your Revere asset your money and you'll see it. I mentioned that the dollar going higher is natural tightening. Okay. Oh, yes. But I don't think I did a very good job of explaining that. And I want to, I want to show, let me show people the dollar one more time. Okay. On a day, by, by the way, this is, let's get some perspective, right? Here's the dollar on a weekly chart, clearly lower than in 2017. We've been in this race to devalue our currency with Japan, with, with race uh, to zero. the euro. Now, now the UK uh, is back on their own. Like we need, and, and it has to do a lot with exporting. But now let me show you on a daily chart. Uh, right here. So this is what you want to, this is what you want to understand before Danny explains this natural tightening. That's a, that's a pendant. That's a bull flag, right? And if the dollar breaks higher, it probably does it, in my opinion, in concert with rates. And that, probably has a d detrimental effect on stocks but now with because the fed still hasn't tightened the fed hasn't stopped buying the level of bonds mm -hmm. they haven't done anything this is that's why i'm saying this is market action free market action not the fed but one second so why why is this natural tightening well well so let's look at cause and effect because it's not really the dollar strengthening that's causing natural tightening it's it's the it's the you got to backward when interest rates rise that causes the dollar to strengthen that makes the dollar more valuable you're protecting the dollar when you devalue and you take rates to zero it makes your currency weaker now everybody thinks that oh well that helps exports and yes it does in the short term but a stronger currency actually is good for long term health of the economy in the short term it's a little bit of a booster shot it's like taking a a steroid shot or a or a B12 shot, it gives you a little boost at first, but it really wears off after a while. But the Fed loves using that, it tries to give free money, and then they don't do it. But rising, and then they never tighten when they should. So they continually weaken the, devalue the dollar over time. Devalue the dollar is just another way of saying inflation. Okay, now, when rates rise, that makes bonds a little bit worth more. That makes, I mean, your bonds that you already own will go down in value a little bit, but a new buyer of bonds, you get a higher rate. It makes it more attractive. Mm -hmm. Okay. The dividend or the interest rate is higher. The, that's the bond yield. It also strengthens the dollar, right. but rising rates causes the cost of borrowing to go up. 
So it starts hurting certain deals, certain business deals. Just like when you refinance your home or you go buy a home, right now, the lower interest rates have caused asset prices to be inflated, right? So yeah, you're paying more for a house. So yeah, you can get a two and a half, three percent fixed, a real low interest rate, but you're paying a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars more for that house. When rates rise, now you may not be able to afford that mortgage payment because the rates are starting to to kill off certain people that have lower credit quality. You got to have better and better credit. So as hot rates go higher, it will slow the mortgage market, the real estate market, the housing market. It'll do the same thing in business. It's just a, it's exactly the same thing. And so the cost of capital becomes more. So interest rates rising will slow the economy, but it strengthens the dollar. Both of those are bad for stocks, most and, stocks. And, and so more buying power for a consumer doesn't sound like a bad thing, but if inflation is outpacing, oh, yes. if the cost of the things that you're consuming Every day is going up faster than your increased wage, then you're losing money, you're losing and, purchasing and, power, and the value of that dollar. It, you're you're absolutely what Danny just said, losing that purchasing power. And then again, the Fed hasn't done anything yet. So when you have market forces doing this, just when when the Fed comes in and increases the money supply, that's the Fed doing it, and that is that's great. For assets, it's great for stocks. It's great for asset prices. Yes. Yes. When 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 natural forces come in, or the Fed come in, and they start tightening, which we just discussed, that was a tightening discussion that we just had, folks. You can see the effect right now. The markets are kind of they're a little bit they're they're a little bit woozy right now, right, Danny? They got punched. It's like Fraser Ali, right? They they got punched a little bit. They're both a little woozy. And to say that this is going to take down the market and it's going to be shambles. I don't believe that. I believe, though, you're going to see pain probably into the end of October. And then, well, why, why Tim? Why is there pain? Well, well let, me, let, me, let me comment on that. So, on, 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 so from an economic forward-looking vehicle six months, nine months out, the market should be getting kind of soft or maybe pulling back because a quote, it could be fully valued or, or slowing. Right. Okay. Now, on the flip side of that, the bullish argument the Fed does not want the economy to slow. It doesn't want the stock market to falter. So it's it, basically, it's got a Hobson's choice. How do you keep inflation in check and keep the without, if you kill inflation, you may hurt the market or the economy. Right. So how do they do that? But if rising interest rates or the stronger dollar start to have that effect and start having the stock market or be, even more important, the bond market, because they really care about the bond market start to sell off, you will see them reverse course and start buying bonds and stuff. They'll start supporting the market because number one, Jay Powell doesn't want to get fired. But number two, they're going into this. They, they just don't want to. So that's really the, 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 the yin and yang of it. How, who's going to win? And so um, let's, let's add one more facet into it. I've got a couple more questions here for you that I want to topics. Why does the debt ceiling matter? And what effect does that have on rates? <laughs> okay. Well, so the debt ceiling matters because you want a parent at home. Look, they talk about this stupid trillion dollar coin and Larry Summers is a moron. Okay. Oh, we could just print a trillion dollar coin and just pay. Hold for on it. a second. Why, why would printing a trillion dollar coin? You got to explain. Why would people, why You're would. You're printing funny money. It's, it's fake money. Well, 
Okay, okay. This I'll is a serious. No, no, I'll explain it. Okay. There's two legitimate, legitimate ways a government can can get money, spend money, mm-hmm. or pay off debt. Number one, they can borrow. Okay. Or number two, they can raise tax. They can get it from tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear the word revenue, that's your money. It's your your tax dollars. Right. Okay. So those are the two legitimate ways. The third way, which is not really, you know, up till about 30 years ago in real economics classes, they don't teach us anymore. They, in the, in the forward to the book, it used to say monetization of the debt, meaning you just print more money and stick it in the system, is, is the death nail to, to a currency, to an economy. Okay, now, so if you've got a trillion dollars worth of assets, you've got a trillion dollars of dollars backing those assets, right? Mm-hmm. That's fairly stable. Now, if you just print another trillion dollars and stick it in the system, now you're going to bid up the price of those assets because there's more dollars chasing the same amount of assets. You didn't create anything new. You didn't create a service or a product or growth. That's, the, that's in the simplest terms, that's what real inflation is. True inflation is only monetary. It's printing of money and sticking in the system. It's not the bottleneck. Of, of the supply chain, that's supply and demand. It has the same feeling to you and me because prices go up, but by the classical definition, inflation means they print money and they just stick it in there. And so you're devaluing the currency. Now, if you, if you let, Wait, so, hold on, I'm, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit the if, debt ceiling. No, no, one second. If they, if they printed, minted, minted. Well, print, this, mint, whatever. This trillion potato, dollar. Potato, potato. No, no, I wasn't that. This trillion dollar coin. What would that do to the dollar? Well, and it really doesn't matter. When they say print money, it's all digital now anyway. It's all if they made, well, the, it would it would devalue the dollar. It would make interest rates rise because it makes our currency, mm-hmm. our bonds, quote less. Are they now? They still double A or triple A, right. or are they single A? So they're going to get a credit downgrade. Okay, but to make it real simple, why not just print a trillion dollar coin? That's like me and my wife saying, you know what? I owe a bunch of money. I owe. Uh, $30,000 on my credit card. I'm just going to write a check out of my joint checking account and I'm just going to write a check for $30,000. Hang on and pay off my Citibank card. Now, I don't have $30,000 on my checking account. I only got a thousand, but who cares? Let's just write a check. Stored bucks. Yeah, that's what You're I'm gonna saying. You're going to pay them in stored bucks. Yeah, it's just, it's fake money. It's, it's so that's, okay. that's the reason. So why does so, the debt ceiling matter? Because if you just take away the debt ceiling and they have carte blanche, now they can spend as much as they want. There is no hamstring. There is no check. There is no parent at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they can go nilly-willy. It's almost like going out of town and saying to your 16-year-old son, oh, you could have a party here, but no, don't get wild, no drinking, no, you know, whatever. It's crazy. So you want to have some kind of, do you know that they haven't done a balanced budget in years? They're required to every year. Right. Not a balanced budget, but at least issue a budget. They're supposed to do it. They've just been doing, what do you call them, um, temporary uh, 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 bills, add-ons every every three to five, six months. They've been doing that for years. Right. They haven't done a a, a, a real budget in, 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 in years. So the whole reason that that matters bigly, that matters, that's, that's important right. to have a debt ceiling. To make them come back and beg to try to raise it each time, at least it keeps them in check somewhat. And, you know, it's kind of a big facade because they raise it whenever they need to anyway. 
but at least it slows down. It's got some speed bumps. Right. And so someone on the out, someone who doesn't uh, traffic in all this type of information uh, might say, well, just get rid of the debt ceiling. This makes it like it's a, it's a facade, right? Like it, it, the debt ceiling is a facade on spending. Well, but it makes them have to come up with, so like this reconciliate, they got to do this $3.5 trillion bill, right? Mm -hmm. This big spending bill the Democrats want to push, and I'm not, I don't care Democrat, Republican, they're all a bunch of thieves in my opinion, but the bottom line is if they, if, if, if they do that, they've got to have some kind of reconciliation and they got to raise enough taxes from enough people and you can't tax the rich enough to pay for $3 trillion. So it starts trickling down and all of a sudden mainstream people go and go, wait a minute, well, uh, and they start calling their congressmen. And so it puts, it adds a little bit of, it makes it tougher. It makes it, it slows. That's what I meant by speed bump. Okay. Um, one last topic. Here. So remember the passbook savings from the 70s, early 80s, where yeah, you're getting 10, uh, 10 yeah. compounding. So why can't the government just issue like a new type of savings bond, except like a James, we'll call it a James Bond. By the way, how was the new movie, uh, Zach, James Bond? Yeah, so I went and saw uh, uh, James Bond last night, the new one. Was it good? I want to see it. So tell me, do I want to see it? Do you like Daniel Craig as Bond? Uh, I don't know. I think you'll like it. Okay, great. Yeah. And that, that, that's like an official review. I think you'll like it. I, I like that. I think you'll like it. I, I tell point. you what, it's two hours, 43 Did minutes. Did you have to get up it's and pee during? I didn't. Okay. No, I made it the whole way. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I was good. Did, did you see other people tapping out? Uh, a few, yeah. yeah was it sold went out? To, uh, went to Alamo. If you have means, go support Alamo. Yeah, we'll, oh, there. oh, geez. Danny, Danny's giving me the high sign. Again. Well, we <laughs> want to get the, I want to get the dollar. Hey, hey, we're we're hey, a hard hey, stop hey, this time. It's good. We're on a hard stop this time. What you didn't see on camera was Danny going, more me. Or me. No, I didn't. I want Don and Hunter and I'm going to get Alex. I'm going to get Producing the show right here on the air. Can we do a MD2020 bottle next to Danny for more Danny? I, mean, I don't know if I can put it. No, 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 no. Okay. I just wanted to throw that I out there. I don't know how you want to take that. Well, why can't we print a James Bond where that James Bond will give us 7%, like something, like reward the savers that have been wiped out in this economy since 05, right? Like well, then we, you just raise rates to 7%. Explain that. Explain. Okay. Explain so, that. so if you've got a government-backed. Because hold on a second. Because if you wish you to bond, I'm going to explain it. I'm gonna, let me explain it. Quit interrupting. Let me explain it. Okay. I told there you. you go. Thank you. Well, you ask a question, then you try to answer it yourself. No, I want right. to make sure. Seven, seven. Look, if you issue a bond at seven percent, it's government backed, right? Or a savings account, it's government backed. Whatever it is, if it's government backed, and you can get seven percent for that, everybody and their mother is going to sell their thirty-year Treasury bond that's making two and a half or three percent. Or whatever, and they're going to buy the seven percent bond. You just in one single move made rates go from three percent to seven percent, and you're going to absolutely uh, cause havoc in the bond market, the stock market, the whole thing. That's why this engineering by the Fed and and Congress almost always ends badly in the long term. There you go. Okay, that was a lot of Danny, and that was good. That was good. Thank I, I, you. I thought it was good. Thank you. Hunter, what you got, brother? Yes, sir. Uh, I got a, I got a few things, but first, uh, just to circle back here, I know we're running low on time. When you say free market forces are pushing interest rates higher, essentially what that means is there's there's less buyers for treasuries and more sellers, right? So, and in, in, innately, that pushes the rates higher on a bond. When the price goes down, yield goes up. Um, I, I just wanted to clarify because you guys mentioned free market forces and this, that, and the other. So. Uh, to that point. And then secondly, 
going back to the 70s and 80s or even looking at 2000, the, we're in a different scenario in the sense that there is nowhere to make risk-free money. So where does money go? That's the million-dollar question. There's nowhere to put your money. You go make a, a 1.5 on a treasury. If you pull out of stocks, I mean, you, in 2000, you could make 4, 5, 6%. In the 70s, you could make 7, 8, 9, 10%. In the 80s, same thing, 10 plus. But, so but in the 70s, for, inflation was 12%. But, but in the 70s, yeah, yeah, inflation was 12%. So there was no risk-free in the, in the 70s either. But, I mean, at this point, the Treasury yield is what? The 10 years, 1.5. Um, and where yeah. annualized inflation is 6 or 7. So you're, I, my point is, is there's really nowhere for money to go to keep up with inflation at this point. Oh, uh, there's some place. There, there is some place for this money to flow. I'm going to mm -hmm. cover it in my one last thing. Go ahead, Hunter. But uh, as far as... So I've got this, some of the same stocks I've been talking about. You don't have to pull up every chart, Tim. Okay. Um, but LNG is the energy company I've been talking about. It continues to act well. It's kind of respecting the eight-day up here. Uh, at least it was. I don't know if it's still above it. I know it's pretty close. It's uh, above the five, yeah. Two of the, two of the strongest, or actually maybe the strongest, is FANG. Uh, and it's really this oil and gas uh, exploration group. I mean, you can see FANG is up... 3%, they were up 4 or 5% just a little bit ago. Uh, so keep an eye on FANG, keep an eye on MTDR. They're massively extended, but their strength is incredibly persistent. Uh, in bank world, SIVB uh, continues to act well and look like a leader in its space. It's been digesting the move. It broke out about 10% above previous all-time highs. Uh, but SIVB and WAL are still two of those top names in they both of those continue to look fine uh, in the same way that the oil companies do. And then also the chemical agriculture names I've been discussing, Nutrien, NTR, um, CF, MOS, all of these names continue to act well, respect the eight day uh, and are moving at, at new all time highs. So those those groups continue to act as you would expect them to to act and be in some of the strongest uh, while the market was pulling back. However, I do have some. Uh, some different names here. We'll run through these very quick. Uh, Datadog being one, Tim, it's DDOG. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring this one up is it's currently right on the 21, uh, give or take maybe uh, you know a, a little bit there. But this is just one of those names that actually held up pretty good while the markets were not and is sitting right on the 21. So one that's actually at a, a decent risk reward spot uh, at the current juncture. Also upstart, Tim, UPST. This was one of the strongest stocks in the market uh, for quite some time, and obviously it still is, but one that's actually not too far off the 21 itself, uh, started to consolidate, bounced off of it initially. And then another one in the similar space to Upstart is LC, Lending Club. This one had a big move up yesterday, uh, and basically since then has filled the gap uh, back to the close on Wednesday and bounced really nicely today off of the... Uh, kind of the 50 and the 21 and the eight all like curling and starting to hook up on this LC here. And then just a, a, a couple more here, Tim, CELH, Celsius. I know we've talked about it before. Uh, this is one that's held up really nicely while the market was not as well. Uh, just a little bit above the 21, actually currently right on the eight day exponential, uh, has tried to get through 100, I think three different times, um, not quite been able to really do it so far. And then MRVL, Tim, this is a semiconductor company that just completed uh, an acquisition of, I believe, Anovio, which is a cloud and edge data center type of company. Somehow that applies to their business model. I don't know the full scope, 
Uh, but this one is just sitting right on the pivot. It's right around 64-ish area uh, was the previous high here. So keep your eye on this one. And then very last one, uh, L-O-V-E. This is a furniture company. Love sack. Uh, another chart that, yeah, that's acted well while the market hasn't. This one's sitting right above the eight, uh, not too incredibly extended off the 21. So just trying to provide some constructive charts uh, outside of oil and gas, banks, chemical agriculture, uh, because there are still some that, that look relatively good and some that have gotten, that have started to look a little bit better over the last few days uh, as well. So that's all I got today. Perfect. Alex, 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 what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on? I got a couple names for you. Mm -hmm. um, if you could pull up DOCN. DOCS? DOCN. Thank you. Yeah, so this, uh, this pullback has held up really strong and it held its 21. And uh, this is a name, it's, it's, it is software. So they are a little bit more volatile, but it is a growth stock, it's newer. They kind of are one-stop shop for storage and, uh, and it can, you can look them up. It's kind of a, you have to look read in on it. Um, I still am having a trouble grasping exactly what they do because I'm not um, too versed on this, the software space, but I'm trying to read more on this company. And when you see a company that's at or stock, excuse me, stock, it's at 52 week highs and 88.48 is that high. I mean, that's telling me the market right now to me is signaling that there's leaders, there's potential that maybe uh, maybe this is just a pullback. I don't know. I'm not trying to predict. I'm just following these charts and they're screaming at me. The other one I've talked about for three weeks now is Affirm. Now, this is uh, it's been a hard one. And I'm going to defer to the weekly because we keep looking at the daily and it's going to shake you out. So if you pull up a weekly, it's a lot easier to, to grasp it, that what is happening. And those three weeks there, we're just, I think that might be the four or the eight EMA on a weekly, that purple. That might be the four week. Five. Um, the five. Okay. Um, that stock is telling me that this, this could be the new leader, the, the, the one that's going to, you know, bust out. Now, if the market gets hard and I say choppy or goes down, doesn't matter what you own, it's going to come down with it. Like you could buy the best stock of all time. And if we go to a correction, most likely that stock's not going to survive. But this is, this stock is like DOCN is hitting, is near 52 week highs, which is 146.90. You can see that on the left. I, I, I like these two names a lot. Now I'm going to show you another stock. And this is more of a story play. And I, th I think I mentioned it two weeks ago. It's Dutch Brothers, B-R-O-S. Now this came down hard after a nice little pop. You can pull up a daily, it might be a little easier. Um, this came up to 60 from 32 at the uh, open on the IPO day. And I, I'm seeing kind of like potentially a bottom here and maybe it bases out, but this story, they're only in 12 states. This reminds me of like a Starbucks. Uh, in the early stages of a Starbucks, and this is way better. I like, I, I, maybe I'm biased to have it out here in Arizona. I don't know if you guys have it where you're at, but um, I, I like this name. This is something to add to your list. And just just a heads up, if you do buy something like this, you can't treat it like the other trades because this one, because it's newer, it's going to shake really hard. So if you use a stop, I wouldn't use like a 4 or 5% stop. You're going to have to give it some room like maybe 10% stop. And if you do that, that means you have to use a lot less size because you're not going to 
buy a lot of stock and then take a 10% hit because that's going to really dent your portfolio. So try a smaller size, nibble at it, and watch what it does. I, I, I like that name too for a longer term play, Dutch Brothers. Awesome. Is that it? Yep. That's Perfect. It. Don, what you got, man? A couple things. First, can you bring up the uh, the dollar and the TNX on ATR charts? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, dollar first, uh, daily ATR. Go ahead. So, yeah, that pennant, yeah, uh, very clear, and it's doing it above uh, between the first and the second ATR. So. A little bit a little bit extended if we pull back that 21 area is right at the top of that prior cup that formed so a little pullback there would be beneficial to the market but whether or not it holds uh, is a different story can you go to the tnx yes. now same chart mm -hmm. there we go even more extended um and the 21 now is above that breakout area so yeah this is a Getting to what Dan uh, alluded to before about the 50-50 portfolio and the 60-40 portfolio, the, the traditional advisors push the 60-40 portfolio because bonds are supposed to act as a hedge against stocks. But in a rising interest rate environment, uh, your net asset value of your stocks and your net asset value of your bonds are not going to offset each other. There's, there's nowhere to go. And that's where uh, commodities come into the play as another place for um, money to flow to. Dan, what's your is the traditional 60-40, you think, just something that that got popular because of the rapidly way because, well, the long term decline in interest rates since the, the 70s? Well, so that's a great question. Since 1981, interest rates dropped all the way through. 2000 before even through the tech wreck but up through the tech wreck and that was the longest stock market bull market in history i mean you know you had the crash of 87 but it was back even by the end of the year so technically that bear market got broken there but the bonds had a huge long-term uh bull run and don don't forget inflation is actually worse to bonds than rising interest rates so you've got a double whammy right now but to, to, to answer your question directly one reason they came up with the 60-40, I, mean, I hate to be negative, but because it was very simple and easy to implement, they could. it's like a pie chart. You just buy the 60, buy the 40, and move on to the next client. You're really the product, and they're selling you a packaged product. Because remember, those had commissions and 12B1 fees and trailers. So they put you in a couple mutual funds, and then that was it. It was very easy. It was a very better approach, and it was very easy to do that. A much better way to do that is, say, in the early 80s, you know, buy a, a big, a, a nice portion of stocks, but also bonds. And you'd even be top heavy in bonds with rates at 15, 60 percent because you had big, big capital gains in bonds as much as stocks even. And so the risk risk reward was much better. Then as you get to the opposite end of the interest rate cycle and they start going up, your bonds are all selling at a premium. You've got big capital gains in those bonds. Go ahead and take profits and get out of the bonds and move to something else. And, and that goes to the point, Don, it, depending on what's, where you are in the cycle, really will determine the asset categories. And commodities and precious metals are kind of, they were considered like alternative investments, like weird and different. And so the Morgan Stanleys and the Fidelis of the world, they didn't really offer them in their portfolios. So now you actually have 
ETFs and funds that have commodities, that have precious metals, that even have Bitcoin or Ethereum. And so you've got a whole lot more choices than you used to. But to answer your question, it was very simple and lazy. I mean, I hate to tell you that, but that's, that's the reason. Okay. Uh, what else you got, Don? Uh, the 2121. So we had a, um, the list was rebuilt last week with uh, a bunch of things getting stopped out. And Monday, with Monday's gaps down, uh, I, I keep track each week, uh, each day of the week of what possibly could fall off the list. And eight of the 21 uh, would have would have closed below the 21 on Monday. But uh, pretty much most of those, except for one or two, have come back. So we'll review that on um, Friday night on the video. Key levels to watch on the S&P 500. The most, well, right now we're trading at 4,400 uh, on the S&P as of 12.45 Eastern time on Friday. If we get above uh, 44.39, that's where the 50-day moving average is right now. That's the most bullish scenario for the market. Uh, under 44.39, but above 43.97, that keeps us above the 21 day and that's uh we're still in pretty good shape uh there if we break 4397 but we stay above 4375 that's kind of no man's land right there that's the market trying to figure out uh what its next move is going to be and then there's a big range 4300 to 4375 uh that we've been trapped in for about the last week and a half that was the big consolidation now we start to really get into trouble if we would break below uh, 4,300, and then the downside targets for there would be 4,265, which is the 150-day moving average, and then 4,155, which is the 200-day moving average. So those are the key levels from high to low, most bullish above 4,439, and uh, below 4,300 is when we would significantly get in trouble. Now with the gap up that we had on Thursday, that got us back above the 21 and back above the recent consolidation, we took our hedges off and increased exposure. If we stay above that 21 day exponential moving average, that's about where we're gonna hang out until we uh, get back above the 50 and then we can increase uh, our exposure some more. But if we break right back below there and especially get back below uh, 4,300, our, our longs will be uh, severely curtailed and will be um, at, at uh, a beta of about 50% of the market or below. Okay. Is that all? That'll do it. All right. And by the way, Stockners, you want to find Don's video, just go to your asset management, Daily Market Insight, and all those levels that Don talked about, you can go over those again and give you even more information. Just hit Daily Market Insight on the tab. Danny, I've got one more thing, but first, take us home. All right, folks, listen. The one takeaway today, the main big overall reaching takeaway today, you need to watch bond rates and the dollar, the strength of the dollar and interest rates. Those are going to be key going forward. That's the biggest correlation to the markets right now. Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to revereasset.com. They can sign up for our daily market insight video. We won't, and they get this podcast directly in their inbox along with our daily market insight video any day the market is open. We will, uh, won't spam them or reach out to them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us if they want a complimentary portfolio review or simply have a topic they'd like to discuss on air with them. You can email us, any of us, dan at revereasset.com. That's me, the good looking one. Don at revereasset.com. Tim, Alex, or Hunter 
at revereasset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WELL. Listen, uh, where's money flow going? I think you said that or someone said about where's money flow going. And look at this uh, in terms of um, money flow and just Bitcoin. I want to just highlight a couple of things here. So on a weekly chart, what you saw happen was it, it I'm going to tell you the weekly mean matters, but look at where it extended to. And I think this is, I think, again, I could be wrong. These little tails here, right? These last couple of weeks here, that's what's going to probably happen to S and P's if this if we're on the the plane that we're on right now. We're on that plane, um, and that you covered all the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And so, but these tails then come back and they and they find support at the twenty one, and now you've got this move from forty two thousand level, like well, excuse, it was around that forty two thousand level, and you and you're encroaching on fifty five thousand. But the, these levels matter. And, and so, like, where's money flow going right now? It, yeah, it's going to Bitcoin and it's going to uh, ETH. And it's this Ethereum. 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 And the, Ethereum, to me, is a much more bullish chart than, uh, than Bitcoin. I like Ethereum. You got a position size accordingly, though, because they're highly volatile oh, and they move a, th- a thousand percent. And you're at the plus one ATR right now on Ethereum and uh, on a daily chart. And you're. Bitcoin is at the third ATR. So, and, you, and you're already consolidating into that third ATR. So just know where you are in time and space, or as they call it, where I come from, situational awareness. <laughs> Folks, we'll talk to you next week on Your Money. <laughs>